This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is brought to you by Fort Meg's CrossFit. Thanks to Fort Meg's CrossFit for allowing me to use their office to create my podcast. Uh, it's been a great partnership. They got a great space here. They got classes seven days a week for all age groups, any skill level. If you need any information, check out fortmegscrossfit.com. My guest today has been, grew up in the Toledo area uh, all her life. Uh, we talk about, uh, nerding out about Titanic, uh, the comic book ElfQuest. We talk about art. Um, the carpet store her parents own, and now she is a uh, vice president of Carpets by Otto. Um, it's been a big part of her life. We talk about her going to art school, her uh, art career, um, uh, making miniatures. Uh, check out the websites in the show notes to check out her artwork. Uh, it was it was really cool to have her on. Uh, very interesting guest, uh, and I can't wait for you guys to listen. So, without further ado, here's my guest. I'm Kelly Brown, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Great job, Kelly. Uh, thanks uh, for coming on the podcast today. Absolutely. Thank uh, you so much for having me. Yeah, we, uh, we don't know each other, and the only reason... Uh, I would even think about reaching out because you shared one of my uh, one of my podcasts, Doug Heinball, I yes, believe. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So uh, I, first of all, I appreciate you doing that, and it led to you coming on here. So folks, that's how easy it is. Just interact right. with me, and you can come <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I'm thrilled. I'm I'm super excited to be here. Um, that was part of our featured Friday shoutouts, and I love to give shoutouts to local people that are doing cool things. Mm-hmm. You know, on Instagram specifically. So yeah, it, yeah, it's it's cool to see and. Um, I'm assuming you know Doug. Do you know Doug too? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. I followed him, loved his work, and then we had a chance to meet in person at a couple uh, events that he was helping. There was one that was at um, downtown by the river, mm-hmm. um, like a, a fundraiser event, and um, we've crossed paths and got to meet Elsa in person. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah uh, that was a cool episode too because of the trip he just went on, so we got to talk about that a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but yeah, thanks thanks for coming out here. This is this is really cool. I really like. I enjoy talking to anybody, uh, but really people I don't know because um, I feel like uh, a it's. I think it's a little easier to ask questions because like I can ask like super base questions and then build off of those. So, like I just interviewed a really good friend of mine before mm-hmm. you got here, and it's sometimes harder because I know <laughs> so much about them. Right. So it's harder to come up with good questions or whatever. But it was it was that was a lot of fun too. But uh, the first thing I always ask everyone is, uh, what is something you've been nerding out about lately? Something you're super into? Books, movies, hobbies, cooking, anything. The only thing it can't be is it can't be anything to do with your job. I am a total Titanic buff. Yeah? Yeah. Did you see it? Is it still in the theaters or did you see it when um, you came back to the theaters? My husband and I did go <laughs> see it because <laughs> we had to. Um, but And we saw it in 3D. Really? And I, and I, I mean, you, have you, you've seen the Titanic movie, yes, right? The yeah. James Cameron one. Yep. Yeah. And when we had the option to see it in 3D or just regular, I was like, well, what's, I mean, it's, there's no monsters popping out. Like, do we really need the 3D <laughs> yeah, element yeah. for this? But it was so cool because there is... It really did enhance it, mm-hmm. and um, just like when when the perspective when things are falling and and just kind of the grandeur and the drama of it, it yeah. was really cool to see. But I go way back for my Titanic nerdness, mm-hmm. like um, when back in the eighties when they actually found the wreckage, oh. and that was like the early eighties. I I was in grade school, but it was a big thing, and my parents plot me down from the TV, and they're like, "This is a really cool thing. This ship has been missing." <laughs> And to watch that, I was like, what is this? Like, wait, mm-hmm. what? What?" And I, that's when my fashion, fascination started. And then the James Cameron movie, when that came out, like, in 98, whatever it was, it just enhanced it. Yeah. Like, I saw that movie, like, 10 times in the theaters. And then it's just, like, gone on. I just, I find, like, books, and there's podcasts about it, and there's, like, lots of, um, there's a YouTube channel that I follow, and it's just, like, I don't know what it, I mean, yeah. I just, like, love Titanic stuff. <laughs> It, well, that, I mean, stuff. <laughs> but that, that's fine too because that's how that's how things it always happens for the most part when you get into things as a kid right that's that's when you first do it right um and they you know i always think of that stuff too like hey kids this isn't i think this is going to be important someday so let's watch this thing there was i can't remember there was something something specific and i don't know what it was maybe it was when hillary clinton was running for president and i'm like hey this I think we should pay, be paying attention to this because she might be the president. This could be a big deal, you know, right. first woman president, yes. that kind of stuff. You know, so it is like, 
I guess as a parent to have foresight or maybe just luck that, hey, this is going to be important. Let's watch it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I wish I would have asked my grandparents more questions back then. I don't have any of my grandparents live anymore, but mm-hmm. if they, like what stories they would have known because mm-hmm. they spent most of their life with it, like just it's out there in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, just the stories that would go along with it. But The lore and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, where it's at. Yeah. Um, do you remember when you went... To, I don't know how old you are, and I'm not going to ask you, but when you went to see the first the first time it came out, mm-hmm. do you remember the first time you went, who you were with? And Yes, I and it, we were late, and I ended up having to sit. It was at, um, uh, I think it was Showcase Cinemas, mm-hmm. which is not even there anymore on, on Secor. Um, and we were late getting there. It was a group of friends of uh, and I, and so we had to sit in the very, very, very front row. <laughs> Can it I, was like that, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> that was my exact experience. Was it? In front, was there, <laughs> yes, straight it's off. like yeah. this is this is terrible. But but I mean, it was kind of amazing though because yeah. it was really like the grandeur and the massiveness of Titan. You know, but it was just like the neck afterwards and stuff. But those were literally the only seats, and it was just like that's exciting too. Like when you get to go to a movie and it's like packed and yeah. the. And um, so that was the first experience, not very great seats. But so then I ended up like, well, I have to go see it again, like with other friends, with my mom and everything. Like I just dragged everybody and got better seats kind of like sitting back. And yeah. Stuff. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So I sat right, right up front and I, I don't remember at the time watching much of it because I went with my seventh grade girlfriend and the <laughs> oh. whole time I was like in my head trying to like well can I hold her hand or can I do this can I do that? and oh. I didn't even like pay attention to the movie at all I was just too too nervous <laughs> that's a core memory then, yeah, right? yeah, yeah I just yeah I just it's it's uh it's stuck in with me but my wife the same thing like she loved it and uh I think she saw it several times in the theater too when it first came out um but I just I I think it's cool again to like <laughs> Have something that you can nerd out about that's just been a part of your life. And I don't think, and I could be wrong, I don't think there'll be like, like, oh, this is the last thing I'm ever going to read about Titanic. I feel like there's just there's just always things coming up or, or, hey, we never talked to this person or look what I, look at these videotapes I found or whatever, yes. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that's kind of like, I didn't even realize that the rabbit hole could go that far. Mm-hmm. And then when I found a YouTube channel, there was like another story about some other little facet and, and so many stories about the people's lives and, you know, there's a lot of technical aspects too. And it it's just like, wow, this is a really this is a pretty good rabbit hole, you know, and it's just like fascinating to me. So. Yeah. Do you, do you remember like when you, when your dad sat you down to watch it, is there, is there one thing that clicked immediately where like, I know as a kid, you're just like, okay, well, it's a shipwreck or whatever, but is there, can you think back to like, oh, this, this is why I love it so much because this thing happened. I, I think because like the, just the span of how long it was missing mm. And it was like sort of like um, like revealing a mystery. I remember reading Judy Bloom books. I was a big reader, okay. and a lot of the kids' novels back then were like mysteries to be solved. And as a kid in my own life, I wasn't. There was nothing to be solved. You know, like breakfast was at a normal time. <laughs> I go to school. There was no mysteries in yeah. my life. Like maybe you know, where's Tiger, our cat? You know, <laughs> but it felt like it was a real mystery. That by me watching it on the screen, it was like I'm a part of this. Like this is happening now, and maybe that's why it stuck so much with me because it was either my mom or my dad that were like you know this is a cool thing kind of you know but it was a real life thing yeah yeah it was like this is really a real mystery that is like i'm a part of this you know maybe that would have been like you know people watch the moon landing Mm -hmm. or you know or other significant historical moments that people always talk about like 9 11 where were you and stuff but that's how it is for me when they found it so okay Do uh, do you have siblings yeah, I have one older brother. Was yeah, he a brother part? Jay. Was he a part of this sit nope, down too? Or nowhere no? around. No. I don't think he cares. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's seen it, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it, it all went to me. <laughs> I got all the Titanic stuff. So, do you still? Are you still <laughs> able to like? Because you said you, you're into it. You listen to podcasts, all that stuff. Are, are you a parent? Do you talk to your parents about it? Um, they know that I like Titanic. Mm. I have a Titanic keychain and all this. I thought you were about to say tattoo and I'm like, oh no. Oh no. no, 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 You're really into it. (laughs) That's a bigger commitment than I'm willing to do. Um, for sure. But, um, no, I just, I I think everyone knows. It's like a little charming detail. Like, oh yeah, Kelly's talking about Titanic again. But I don't think they know like (laughs) how much hours I've spent listening to things, you know. Um, but 
Yeah. When you find that thing, though, it just it just makes you it just makes you feel comfortable. It makes you feel good. Or, or it does. You can listen to a whole hour episode and you fifty five minutes of it, you know all about it already. But whatever that five minutes of new stuff, that's just what keeps you wanting to do. Yes. Right. Keep going. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We went to uh, Disney World um, a few years ago and went to the Rock. What are those? What are those places called where they have all the memory movie memorabilia? Those restaurants? I forget what they're called. Oh, right now. Uh, yeah, Hard Rock Cafe. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we went to one of those, and it had the door that uh, Rose was on what? at the end. Yeah, like it was. It was. It's up, in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we it was up a spiral staircase going up to where we were eating. So we stopped. My wife wanted to take a picture next to it and everything. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm adding that to my bucket list yeah. because <laughs> that's was, so she was cool. Super excited. Yeah. That's- yeah. <laughs> I mean, all that stuff is really neat, but yeah, I, I uh, she she like yeah, cause she liked the movie How a lot. Neat. You know? Yeah, so it was it was cool. It was a cool thing. And then our kids are like, "What is this door?" <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you don't know. There's so many conspiracy theories that he could have fit on there too. Okay? I know. I know. And then when we rewatched the movie just recently, I was like, I really think so. Like they're onto something. Like why didn't they make the prop door a little bit smaller so there was no question? Yeah. You know, like yeah. Or maybe that's maybe they actually thought about it. Like, hey, we got to give people. Like, you know, uh, some little uh, intrigue here on this stupid door. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was like... This multi-billion dollar movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, I, I, I always ask a question. I've said it here before. I think I think I asked that question first because I think it's important uh, mm-hmm. to be able to, like, have something outside of your job. Oh, yeah. Ha- you know, just Absolutely. to get away. Or even when you're at work. I listen to podcasts at work just to, as I'm doing computer work or something just mm-hmm. to, like... Help me, you know, not that I hate my job, but I love my job, but help me like just be, be more involved or something. Be, right. Be, just be more present, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I, I, I like it. And I always stress, I, to my crew, I stress work-life balance, you mm-hmm. know, make sure you have that because I don't want to be at work all the time. I know you guys don't want to be here all the time. Absolutely. But it's, I think it's important. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. The vacation time is there mm-hmm. and, you know. I can't, I'll look on, when I'm doing time, time cards, I'll look at. My crew's pretty new, so the other their pay time off isn't hasn't accrued a lot. But I've heard other supervisors where they have direct reports or like five hundred vacation hours. Like how? Oh <laughs> how was that? no! I take like two <laughs> at least two vacations a year. You know, I just yeah. like have fun, use it. That's you have it there. Yeah. You know, some but some employees just feel bad for taking time off. Like don't we're don't. <laughs> we're giving you this time off. Yeah, you know, if we don't want to take if we don't want you to take it, we wouldn't give it to you. You yeah. know, or be a part of this contract. That's, do it, please. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Please. Yeah. I think yeah. it's better for everybody sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. Creative curiosity, you know, and just always being curious about things mm-hmm. and having something they are like, I want to know more about that. I just think it's good for the soul. Yeah. I think it's just, it's good for the people around you, you mm-hmm. know, whether they understand it or not, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, so so um, before we get any further, you, you are um, part of Carpets by Auto. Yes. Uh, I think you responded, you are Otto's daughter. Yes. Um, and... So you grew up in this place, and as I was, you sent me a video, and I, like the first building they bought in Reynolds, uh, in Angola, I remember it, because I grew up by Rogers High School, so, um, which is uh, down Reynolds and Hill Avenue. Oh, okay, and, yeah. Um, and I remember always driving by that building as a kid, because we would, we would go that way to like go to Hometown Buffet, you know, yes. we always celebrate uh, family things there, mm-hmm. and just seeing that building is like my childhood, and like as a kid, it says carpets by auto, you're like, okay, there's carpets in there, but as a kid, it's this <laughs> big building, you're like, there can't be that many carpets, like why is this <laughs> building so big, you know, and I've never gone in there, I don't know if my parents ever did, I, I'm, you know, I don't really ask them about uh, going into Carpets by Auto, but I just remember that building, and when I saw it on that video, I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. that's like, brings back my childhood. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so nice to hear. It, yeah. it was just dirt when we bought it, and okay. I, I was wondering if that actually conveyed in the video, because we, we kind of tried to show it was in construction, mm-hmm. but it was a piece of land that they told my dad, like, you can't put a building on it because it's sort of like a weird pizza slice shape, it's kind of an angled thing, and there's no way a building would fit on it, and and they're like, you can buy it and you can put a building on it, but it's probably not going to be good. It's not going to be worth it. And my dad was like, okay, you know, try me. And so he was <laughs> like, he worked with an architect and they designed, designed the building that is sort of, it's sort of like a stair step shape and it fits right in that odd shaped land. And, um, you know, in 1987, 88 is when they built it. And 
I grew up walking around it, like when yeah. we were building it. You know, the concrete was exciting. So my dad and my mom, my mother D, um, and my brother Jay, we got in the car and we would go there and we'd say like, "Wow, ooh, you know, the concrete is poured <laughs> and the cinder blocks were getting put up." And it was, you know, we were peeking out of the windows. And it was just so fascinating to be a part of them building mm-hmm. this property. It was a huge milestone for Carpets by Otto. And um, they we they built two other buildings after that, our liquidation outlet in Holland and then our Perrysburg showroom as well. And again, I was part of the process when it was just dirt. And then we're building a building that, like you, you know, people see that building their whole life. Yeah. And like, it's like a core, like, oh, yeah, there's Carpets by Auto over there. Yeah. So, and, and even now, I, I used to work for the University of Toledo Medical Campus, and I would have to drive, I would drive on... Uh, on Angola past it and then hop on the other side of Angola to go to uh, uh, get irrigation parts. Mm-hmm. So even then, like I would still drive by it uh, and and see that building. Um, but uh, you were talking about growing up. Did you uh, you always grow up in Toledo? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I was born in Toledo, grew up in uh, um, Old Orchard neighborhood mm-hmm. um, on Drummond Road, not very far from University of Toledo. And basically, I grew up in a carpet roll. <laughs> and I just thought everybody did. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, isn't that fascinating? So like every time you're just... And uh, your, your, your parents, this is their job or this is their company or whatever. You're just like, well, I guess everyone does this, you know? Yeah. I didn't really realize it. We always yeah. had like deck boards of carpet samples. And my dad at that time had a blue cube, kind of a big, like a box truck. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom would drive me to tap dance lessons. And I would be crawling around deck boards of carpet <laughs> in my little tutu with my, you know, tap shoes. And I just thought this is what you do. And mm-hmm. it was all fluffy. And, you know, carpet fuzz was everywhere. And just the smell of new carpet, and it was just like, yeah, this is you know, doesn't everybody do? Yeah, (laughs) no. Do you you remember as a kid, like think, like having a favorite type of carpet? Because having all those samples, you're always like feeling them and touching. You're a kid, you just want to be. Do you remember like, oh, I like when they bring home this one, or 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 even if a friend comes over, like, hey, check this one out. Yes, yeah. Um, I remember like the shag carpet was Mm -hmm. still quite big, so like the big fuzzy ones that like you could lose a quarter in. (laughs) Those were always the best ones. You wouldn't get like rug burn on your knees crawling around on these. They would at that time in um, our former building they would stack the rolls up against the wall Mm. and they would just sort of stack them up against each other and we probably should not have been doing this it was probably not (laughs) safe but like um just my brother and i would just be crawling up the carpet rolls and walking along the top of the rolls so the bigger fuzzier rolls were always the favorite it was like the the tight knit like little level loop commercials that like if you if you fell, that was going to like make rug burn and it was mm-hmm. going to scratch more. So we liked the big fluffy ones and stuff, but all kinds of stupid stuff that I probably <laughs> should not have been doing. I was crawling up on the carpet racks and like hiding in on like wood shelves. And, you know, sometimes the installers would walk through the warehouse and they'd see me up there with my, I had like comic books and books and I'm just like, hey, and they're like, <laughs> you sure you should be up there? And my mom would see me, you know, and because uh, my mom did all the books. She okay. did all the accounting. My my dad was doing all the sales and going out and doing all the measures. And then he would bring everything back. My mom was like running the business with the numbers. So it was just like a family, totally a family affair. Mm-hmm. But I just treated the warehouse as like my personal playground. Sure. I had forts and everything. And um, you know, really good memories of it. Yeah. And there, there wasn't any like major accidents or problems, luckily, you know, just scrapping around like Nowadays, I don't recommend letting your kids run wild in a, in a carpet warehouse, but it's the 70s. Yeah, yeah. And I imagine you like crawling through those carpet rolls and coming up covered in lint and staticky. Yes, yes. <laughs> that was the thing. Just poking your head out and your hair is out of here. Yeah. There was like these big plastic, I think they were just like, it was sort of like a plastic coated, like, I think it was like meant to be like a garbage can, but it was something where they would put the, all the trim moldings, like kind of like sticking in this like barrel and we would empty out the barrel and we would crawl in this barrel and roll ourselves around in the barrel, just in the warehouse floor, <laughs> basically in a garbage can. Yeah. And, um, come out of that like with all static and everything yeah. was all zapping and, and then you know crawl on the carpet sometimes there was wool yeah it was <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of static Wait, kids kids do uh whatever they they want right that's part of being a kid i, I have another podcast i talked to my friends and uh we talked about a, a part of parenting is the the fine line between having them do something having kids do something and get hurt or like try to 
judge for themselves if they should be doing this thing, but parents <laughs> having to let them do that, you know, and that's it's just yeah. I think that line has sh- really shifted more even as a parent myself. My my firstborn is he's 11 now, but it was like, "Oh my god, don't do this. Don't touch that." This is, <laughs> and then my daughter just like, "Do whatever." You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. See, maybe maybe that was the bonus because I had an older brother. Yeah. Maybe Jay and, and there's a five year age gap between us, so maybe that's why no one cared that <laughs> oh our little girl is just up on the tall the tallest rack of our carpet thing yeah. waving. Oh well, <laughs> Jay was fine. Kelly will be okay. Yeah, everyone's Jay's there. Yeah, sometimes yeah, you'll right. be, we'll be all right. Everyone will be fine. <laughs> uh, as you're as you're growing up in this uh, um, carpet world. Uh, do you remember, or do you even, is there a thought like, uh, much like Titanic, but like, you're like, I, I'm just going to be a part of this when I get older. Or was that like way later? I always knew, and and I and it's very odd because I have a very clear memory of being in the hallway in our house on Drummond Road. And I'm not sure what prompted it, but I remember asking my brother, like, Jay, like someday, like, are you going to take over the carpet store? Yeah. Because if you don't, I'm going to have to. And he was like, you're not going to have to. And he's like, it's okay. And he's like, I'm not. And he's like, you're not going to have to. And I'm like, no, I, I am. If you don't, I am. And he's like, uh-uh, you don't worry about it. Like, it doesn't work that way. You yeah. won't. And so he toddled down off the stairs. And I remember standing there in our hallway. And I'm like, I'm going to have to take over the carpet store someday. And it was just like, like I don't remember what it was. You, you know, know how old but, you were? Um, I, I think I was like, I don't know, it's between like, like maybe around seven ish wow. or something. It was young. Just having a crisis. Yeah, and and uh, wow. And I and I mentioned that to my brother, and I don't think he he really remembered that conversation. But mm-hmm. I always had the, it kind of like. Uh, but for most of my life, I never really thought um, that what ended up happening now um, would have ended up being how the story went. That's just kind of like a neat way that it really all fell together in a really cool way. Um, but I had an inkling a little bit when yeah. I was younger, like, hmm, but. Did that, having that inkling, um, you know, once you get into high school, uh, I'm assuming you're, like, that's your job, like you work for, like, do you have other jobs or do you just work for, for your dad, for your um, parents? I, in, in high school, I was, I was always there and I would just like, um, do like nominal things. I would do like office things and I was like emptying wastebaskets and stuff during high school. It wasn't really like an official part-time job for me during high school. Um, but I was always there. I did all my homework there. I would take the bus home to Landmark. It would drop me off at that Wendy's on Airport Highway and would oh, walk okay. to Landmark. <laughs> and um, there's a room up there where we would have dinner. And uh, my mom's office was there and my dad would be there. And um, at that time, my brother went out of town. He was going to music school in Boston. Okay. So it was kind of just like us. And we just lived in the in the carpet store. <laughs> and um, so I, I was just always around it. I was always aware of it, but I wasn't actually during high school working there. Um, that was sort of like a, something like my, I was there with my parents all the time and it wasn't like, this is your job and you're going to be selling carpet. But yeah. I was always there and seeing things and helping with what I could, but it wasn't like an official job. I was like a total theater kid in high school. And I was, yeah, I was going to ask you like what, what you were into. Yeah. yeah, I was totally into art and theater. I like was drawing elves because I was addicted to ElfQuest comic books back in the day. So I was drawing elves on everything. And then I loved doing theater. And I was like, you know, I'm going to be an actress and all this stuff. So um, I spent a lot of time in, my, in the carpet store studying lines and things like that. Yeah. So, what, uh, what plays were you in in high school? Um, I was in uh, The Mousetrap, and um, I was uh, big into the Children's Theater Workshop Mm -hmm. at that time, and did the Best Laid Plans and Don't Drink the Water, and just had a really great experience with the Children's Theater Workshop at that time. Um, There's there's so many. We did uh, Runaways. And it was really just a great experience. And I thought, wow, like, I'm just going to go into that. And then I'm like, okay, no, I don't think I want to be a professional actress. But then I thought, okay, maybe I could do art because I was always drawing and things. So, but, but it wasn't in my mind that I was working at the carpet store at that time. Did, did you have another job or that when you, when you did, that was, I guess, your um, job? During high school, I babysat, you okay. know, but I didn't have an official job during high school. So I would just, I was always at the store, but, um, I wasn't working there. I was just doing like kind of odd jobs during high school. So, uh, um, did you? It, it, when you said babysat, it reminds me because actually I babysat uh, not very many times, as you'll learn why. But um, it was for a actually it was a neighborhood um, across the street from Reynolds from from uh, the store. 
and I remember going there it was super early in the morning. I believe I was in junior high. And I don't remember. I think it was kids, younger kids that went to my, I went to Our Lady of Lords grade school. Oh, okay. Um, and it was younger kids and then the younger grade. And I went there. Uh, again, my parents dropped me off early and I, f- I fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> but luckily they were good kids. I've been uh, there. Oh. <laughs> they were good kids and they didn't get into trouble or anything, you know. And then How uh, long were you asleep? I don't remember. I hopefully, hopefully not very long. Hopefully it seemed longer in my brain and it was only like a minute or two. Um, but I remember falling asleep, uh, and then I think I told my parents, and they're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, there isn't a lot of guy babysitters. You know, it's mostly mostly women. Right. You know, um, I had fun. I'm, I'm good with kids. I, you know, I coach high school sports, and, you know, it's probably something I could have done, but mm-hmm. uh, I found out, eh, maybe not right now. Maybe right. not when I'm in eighth grade. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's... Uh, when you can find a good babysitter, because we've had to use babysitters a few times. Luckily for us, both our uh, both the kids' grandparents live in town, um, so we use them quite often. Nice. Um, but it is when you can get a good babysitter, like it just makes you f- feel so much better, you mm-hmm. know. Especially if it's someone you know. Like we've used, uh, he plays football uh, at Heidelberg now, but Drew Sims was the quarterback at Perrysburg several oh. years ago, and uh, I coached him and I knew him, so and the kids loved him, so to come over and. It was one of those ones you knew already. You didn't get, have to like get a reference to somebody who was a stranger, so you're still like worried about it, right? But it, it just puts you at ease. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I loved babysitting. I like goofed around with all the kids and would do like like improv games and theater skits and <laughs> you know drawing things and stuff. I always tried to be like that fun babysitter. Yeah. I really had no idea what I was doing, and I was like, people are just leaving me with like infants, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but it was great. It was fun. And as long as they're happy. I remember having good, really good babysitters where they did the same thing. Like, they, like, we colored, but for whatever reason, when our babysitter was like, hey, you want to color? It was like, we've never colored before in our life. We're like, yes, right. let's color. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's like Mary Poppins is yeah. here. Like, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> we walked down the street, they had, like, uh, some chickens, and we'd go, like, see their chickens and everything. So it was like this new, new, I and mean, we could go there whenever we want, but when she was babysitting, it was like a different thing, you know? It was, right. It was just a, a, a cool thing. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, when you um, <laughs> when you're going through high school and you're and you're trying to figure out and did you go to did you go to college? I did. Okay. Yeah. So, so when you're picking a college, is are you still thinking like um, I should pick something that's going to help the the carpet business? Um, no, um, because it was it was like um, running really well and and they had salespeople and a really good team and. Um, there was really no no need for me to fill in, okay. and um, it, 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 the whole world of carpet is very mathy. It's very exact measurements and measuring, and that is like not my forte. Me I'm either. like not a math person, <laughs> no. and so I was always more into drawing and creativity and, and like English and stuff like that and reading. So I didn't have the natural chops to like, hey, you know, let Kelly figure out this diagram. It was like, well, maybe you can help with colors. <laughs> And which is fun because like when the carpet samples come in, they're in a box and stuff and you can like arrange them by like cool colors and get all the blues together back then. Oh, the so, color carpet colors were very colorful. Like right. now we're in a world of beige and gray. Yeah. Um, but back then. It's it, so That's sorry to interrupt, but it's, <laughs> it's very frustrating because my mother-in-law loves beige and my wife likes gray. Mm-hmm. So all her walls are gray, uh, which it's, I don't really care, but I just like – Growing up, my I'm uh, uh, my grandparents are from Mexico, and growing up, like we had bright colors everywhere. My dad even painted a bright bright orange stripe around our kitchen awesome. like, one time. Like, <laughs> That's you know, awesome. Yeah, we had fiesta wear <laughs> plates like up above our counters or whatever. Um, but then again, I don't really care that much about it because it's I mean it's my house, but I'm not like super into mm-hmm. what it looks like. So my <laughs> wife, you know, she can take care of the decorating. But I do wherever you go, it is grays and it is beige, and it just yeah. I mean, I guess there's ebbs and flows to that kind of stuff. But right. uh, but I guess how do you match if you get green carpet? Then what are you going to do with the rest of your house type right. of deal too? Yeah, so I can see that. Yeah, yeah, it's been interesting, like looking back and I guess seeing like the changes of it. You know, the the color wall and different color theories and color stories that the companies you know create for us when yeah. they're dyeing the carpets. It's really just like changed so much. We are getting back into color, oh. you know. So and and but beige and gray is still king. But now they're combining them now. So we have lots of carpets that have gray and beige flecking oh. as sort of like a transitional. But colors are coming back. Yeah. But 
Um, but that was more the side, like, oh, Kelly can help yeah. put the samples in pretty order and like clean things up and organize and decorate the showrooms, which I was like, maybe this rack should go here. And mm. I would move stuff around and, you know, fake plants in the store, like kind of like arrange things and stuff. So, um, but I was not like vital to the company <laughs> anyway. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure there was, there is a role like, like, yeah. I, Back in those, yeah. Vital. I don't know if, uh. Being vital, <laughs> that might be a strong word, but I think you were important still, right? At, just, at some point. Yeah, you were I was always there. around yeah. and I was I was always, you know, I mean, my, my dad is, is very good with pe- talking to people mm-hmm. and he would include me in conversations and say, this is my daughter, you know, and I was like, oh, hi, you know, and just talking with people about their projects and I learned that from him and um, just interested in people. It's very interesting work because you're, you know, you're in people's, you know, projects, and there's usually a lot of details and things. And so I liked just being around it and being a part of it, mm-hmm. you know. But so even so, uh, I'm trying uh, as we continue. I'm trying to figure out when the time was. You're like, all right, well, I'm going to work here. I mean, we haven't even got there yet. Like, because no. even in college, and there's a long, <laughs> yeah, there's still a long way to go. Literally, this. You're off. like, I'm, not, I'm still not working for that. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was really, yeah, it was like 2020 during COVID was really when when I okay. started like focusing more on Carvazado because, yeah, I had like a completely different, and I still do have a completely different art-focused career is okay. my main career okay. as art. In high school, when I realized I'm not going to do the theater thing, um, and my freshman year, I went to Central Catholic High School. I went okay. to Catholic school just like you. I went to St. Pius, St. Pius the 10th Catholic school for grade school and then um, Central Catholic High School. And then... Um, for my freshman year, I was really excited to take art because, um, I, like I said, I had all these comic books and the carpet racks, and I was drawing elves. So I took art my freshman year and actually got a D in oh, art. No. And it was sort of, I mean, I'm not really sure why, because I did all the projects, but... And I think that's all art class has to be, because art is so subjective. Like, yeah. a teacher can't just be like, that's horrible, that's <laughs> D, D, F, A, you know. But it's just like, did you do it? Yeah. Did you use the techniques I taught you? I thought I did. Yeah. I still got a D. And I was like, okay, this is not fun. And I did not uh-huh. take art again. I switched into taking yearbook. And I took um, Spanish. And I took like Young Lawyers Club. And so I just went into um, different directions and didn't take art. Yeah. But on my own, I was still drawing because I love comic books. And I was still drawing all the time. And it was like my main side thing um, when I was also doing theater and then my senior year when I really had to decide what I was going to do and I was like it's not going to be theater I um, applied to the Columbus College of Art and Design and I worked I went down to the art department and they were like who are you and I'm like well I want to go to art school and they're like well (laughs) you you didn't take art like you're not an artist and I'm like I'm an artist and I'm like I want to go to art school and they're like well okay like you're going to need to put together a portfolio to get into CCAD you know they were just kind of baffled by me but um, I was like, well, what kind of drawings do I need to have? And I created a portfolio. I ended up winning a $10,000 scholarship wow. to CCAD, which was unheard of for them. Yeah. So they actually created a category for, for me, <clears throat> excuse me, um, uh, called independent study. Oh. Which, whatever. But um, because they were like... You don't seem super thrilled about that category. Well, yeah. Well, it was like I didn't take art through them, so I I couldn't be mm-hmm. like, look, our art our art curriculum created a student that got a scholarship. It was mm-hmm. like this Kelly girl kind of did this on her own, and no one else got accepted, let alone no one else got a scholarship. Yeah. So, but they created this little category, and they were like, at my senior year, I had a little portfolio thing, like at the end of the year, but um, but that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to be an artist, yeah. and so I went to art school yeah and that was like it was great it was awesome i was like okay this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna be an artist and anything with the garbage store was not really connected at all at that time uh you keep talking about this elf elf comic yeah Uh, what what is this exactly it's called elf quest okay um by wendy and richard peeney and um wendy peeney draws hand draws all of these gorgeous illustrations and um, I was in Girl Scouts, and we were going to Columbus, oddly enough, for a Girl Scout trip. And my mom thought, oh, why don't you pick some comic books to read on the bus when you go down there? Mm-hmm. And so I, like, grabbed one, and then I just read it, and I just loved the art, and I just tried to copy her as best I could. I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Um, is, it, is it done? Is there, like... Um... They like had made new ones or anything. Um, yeah, they had like different guest artists that did more artwork with it. Um, I'm pretty partial to just Wendy's artwork. Okay. Um, the original series, but they had 
so many different series and they brought in like some sea elves and there's all these wow i can nerd about elves too yeah yeah ah, you didn't know <laughs> titanic to elves <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no that's good I, but... <laughs> I i've never i've never been in the, my dad was in the comics um and he has like four big comic boxes full of comics yeah um but i comics weren't my my thing i like you know i like video games I like sports and stuff but Looking at this Elf Quest stuff, there's uh, Elf Quest Book Three. It's selling for two hundred and fifty dollars on Amazon right now. Uh, that's it's probably right. sitting in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of them. Yeah, the Siege at Blue Mountain and um, Kings of the Broken Wheel. All these different like stories. Mm-hmm. And um, Elf Quest now is actually a podcast. They actually because they wanted oh. to do an animated movie, but yeah. the, they were like, if it's going to be a movie, you're going to have to do it our way. And the people were like, no, we want to do it our way. So they did a podcast of yeah. it. Like with neat sound effects and those, guest voices. Those are my favorite podcasts. Is I call them audio dramas, or they're called audio yes. dramas, right? Um, I'm listening to one now. Uh, it's been going on, I think, for like eight years. Um, and of course, it's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> I can't think of the name right now. Um, <laughs> but it's like a zombie type one. Whoa! Um, but it's uh, it's they're so like. I'm so interested in doing one. I just know like there's a lot of work and I have I have people that were like, "Hey, if you want to do it, I'll help you out" and this kind of stuff. But it's it's a lot of work, but they're like to be able to listen and like uh some of them tell you like, "Hey, put make sure you have headphones on because it's much better listening with headphones." Um but they they're just so well done like you said with the sound and everything. Um, yeah, it's so atmospheric, and um, there's like a, a scene where there's fire, and like I don't know how they made that effect, yeah. but I mean the forest is burning around you. It's it's really neat. It's really cool. I'm glad that they went in that direction to stay true to what they wanted. Yeah, because so, sometimes, because um, even with this podcast, I think like man, this would be a sweet movie, um, but then is it? I don't know if it would ever get made. Or it was one of those things like when they turn books into movies, like you said, like. The director or producer is like, well, this is how I see it, and this is how we're yeah. gonna do it, you know. So it it would it would might ruin it for you or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But it's yeah, those audio dramas. There's uh, is that zombie one? Is it scary? Like, do you listen to it with your kids or is it? Uh, like... It's pretty scary. There, I mean, there's cuss words, there's shooting, there's weapons. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Um, but it's you no, know, I don't listen to my kids. Let, let my kids <laughs> listen to it. But it is, it is a, a good one. Gosh, well, I. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know why it's and now it's bothering me. And I got to be able to figure out what it is. What is the name? Right? It's uh, not. Does it have zombie in it? No. It's but now <laughs> it's uh it's it's like a, not necessarily offshoot, but they they were like in between. Like they took like two years off, so they made it. Uh, um, they made it like the kids of the original people are are in are part of it now, oh. and some of the original people are still there. Um, but uh, it's it's so frustrating. And this does not make good for a podcast uh, of me just trying to scroll through my phone to find it. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's it's such a it's been around for so long too, which which is part of it too. It's it's uh, like we watched The Walking Dead, and it, and it was like we started watching it just because like well we've been watching it for so long we got to like keep going, and then that didn't after a while that didn't keep us into it either. But it's called We're Alive. That's what it's called. Interesting. We're Alive, and now it's called We're Alive Descendants. But they have like different different things but it, it's it, i almost want to like go back and like start it again mm-hmm. because it's so good but maybe i'll do it when it's when it's done mm-hmm. um or because they've taken a year off before or a couple years and sometimes like well i guess that's it you know but then it comes back i'm like oh my god it's back yeah. and you get so excited yeah about it. yeah so uh you said ElfQuest is now a podcast Yes. Right? Is that yep. Okay. They made, and I'm not. Um, I'm not sure if it's uh, completed or if they're doing it in stages because their ElfQuest has a lot of stories. But yeah, that's um, what I was going to ask you. Are these are these like independent um, books? Um, it's comics? all one storyline okay. about one particular tribe of elves, and then how they um, different. There's like different things that come around and stuff, but it is like a continuous story. Okay. They had guest artists come in, um, but the storyline was always. I believe just always Wendy and Richard themselves. Okay. And um yeah, it I found them in the early eighties and um was big into collecting it and it was just, you know, um just just like a little another little thing to nerd out about, yeah. I guess. But yeah. um Well, I guess we should the reason you talk about it is because this is kind of what propelled your 
your art, your yes. love for art, right? Yes, um, on my own, imitating Wendy. Yeah. yeah, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but I was really just trying to see what she was doing because it yeah. just was so cool. I'm like, I want to draw like that. Yeah, so. but that, that happens with everything. Like, I, I used to do stand-up comedy. and he, Oh, like, really? Yeah, when people would start, and famous comics talk about this too, when they would start even, like, you just sound like the person you really like. And you could hear it, you know, but that's just how people start and eventually you figure it out or whatever. Right, right. Uh, but that's, it's the same thing. Like you just imitate them because that's what you know and, and you know that's good. So you want to try that and then you, you figure it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like what, what, how, how am I doing this thing? Whatever right, it is, yeah. Right? yeah. It'll emerge if you stick with it. Yeah. Right, yeah. absolutely. Like I, I used to, uh, I would draw a lot too. I never had like someone I like look up to or like, like you with, with Wendy and ElfQuest, but uh, I like drawing, I like coloring. But then as I got older, I stopped doing it. And I'm not very good at it now. Like my kids were asking me to help them with something, and I, my wife is really good at it. Uh, just natural talent at, at drawing and helping them come up with stuff. And, I, and maybe it's just a mom thing because she's really good at playing pretend, also. Oh, yeah. Uh, so my daughters are like, playing with their dolls or whatever and having conversations and stuff. And and my daughter, I've one time, she was probably like six, maybe five, and we were playing um, Barbies. And then after after a while, she's like, "Dad, you can be in charge of the shoes." <laughs> I wasn't doing a good job, apparently. <laughs> so I had to arrange the shoes. So. Right. I didn't have any speaking parts. <laughs> That's great. I mean, yeah. it's the same way. Yeah. Maybe that is a mom thing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, I, I love listening to her like play because mm-hmm. of all the things she comes up with. And I tell us, like, I could never like dream of that. So me and my, me and my son play Fortnite together. And so we'll, wow. we, that's what we do. So. <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> So we'll interact that way. Watch sports. Um, so, so as you, so, so, so you talked about uh, art career now. So what is yeah. that exactly? Um, after I graduated, oh well, that's going to go back to Carpet Panel. But um, <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. Wherever we're at, that's where we'll go. Um, I had a. Um, um, in 2001, mm-hmm. the and maybe you remember this, the city of Toledo had the It's Raining Frogs campaign yeah. where they had those giant yeah. fiberglass frogs yeah. all around downtown Toledo. You still see them every once in a while at different places. Yes, yeah. yep. There's there's a couple rogue ones around and then a lot of them are in private homes. And that was, in 2001, that was when um, I decided, because I had been working at Carpus Bayato after I graduated art school, um, I did not get married to the the oil painter that I was dating in art school and we didn't move off to Brooklyn to go live in a shacklet and be like just living starving in Brooklyn. Artists. Yeah, starving artist. Right. The yeah. right thank you. I couldn't remember, the, I couldn't remember the order. <laughs> so it didn't work out with the guy and so I that was my whole plan was like I'm going to Brooklyn and with this painter and um Thank goodness it didn't work out because I, after art school, um, when I graduated with my fine art degree, I just came back to Toledo and um, I had an exhibit in Ann Arbor and I'm like, okay, I'm an artist. And I'm like, okay, this isn't going to pay the rent. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? And I was, you know, was like, okay. And that's when I came back to the carpet stores and my mom was still working out of the landmark location. And um, I was like back at the stores and everyone's like welcoming me back because I had been gone for four years. And then that began a five-year period where I actually was working again at Carpets Bayato. And that was really the first four-way, four, foray into like, okay, I'm really going to be working at Carpets Bayato. That was like 1996 to 2001. Okay. And... Um, it started out slow, kind of real innocent. I was like ar- arranging the carpet samples again by color and just kind of like, oh, I can help. And then it became like I could really help. And then I became a showroom attendant. And I was just back with my mom and dad, you know, because I had lived for almost five years in Columbus. So it was like a nice family re- reunion. My brother at this time was still living in Boston. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there was a five-year chunk there during that time when I was like, okay, I'm working in the family business. I was ordering carpet. I was doing deposits. I had a cubicle. And I was, I, and I was not doing much yeah. art in the side. But um, in 2001, with the It's Raining Frogs, I actually painted five of those mm-hmm. for five different custom commissions. And that's when I told my folks, I'm like, I can't be at Carpet's Battle. I just, I'm going to, I was in my 20s. I was like, I'm never going to meet anybody. I'm, you know... I'm not getting out. I'm just working. And I'm like, this is not going to work. And they were like, that's great. They're like, do something with your art. That's fine. They always encouraged me, always were very supportive of me. And then in 2001, that's when I started Art by Kelly, my folk finish and mural business. And that like began my official art career, which lasted up until I think it was 2013, 2014. I think it was 2014 when I called it, but... But that was my career. I was okay. I went and did um, faux finish training and was painting murals 
like residential and commercial jobs. And I did faux finish and murals in all the carpets by idle showrooms. And I worked with interior designers. I did parade homes houses. Oh. But I was on a ladder troweling Venetian plaster and painting, you know, nature murals and children's murals. And it was fantastic. And that was my thing. I was art by Kelly. Did like, uh, So when you, because I know with with artists, like you, you have the way you do things or the way you see it. Even I have tattoos and I told my artist, here's what I want. Whatever you come up with, you're the artist. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, I'll, then you put it on my body. I'm not going to tell you down to each detail. Is that similar to like when you do these murals? Like people kind of give you a broad range of uh, like, here's my broad idea and then you just do it? Or yep. Okay. Cause, yeah. Because I know I've talked to someone on here who does ceramics and she's like, I do not do any commission. I don't do any of that stuff. I just want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And if people want to buy it, they'll buy it. And if they don't, they don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. When I was doing that, I was completely all custom commission. People would come to me and say like, you know, at that time, Tuscan kitchens were really popular in the early 2000s. And people wanted like soft, like Italian villa plaster. And I'd be like, I've got this. I can do this. And I'd be troweling their their walls and giving them color suggestions. And um, people would want like a, a, a fun kids mural. And they're like, they would give me like, well, we just want it to have a lot of purple. Mm. And, you know, she likes geese. And I'd be okay. like, okay, great. And I'm drawing cute geese and ducks and, you know, frogs. And <laughs> I did a dragon mural. And um, it was really fun. But it was all custom stuff. And when I was doing faux finish, I mean, I'm in someone's home. Yeah. And I want them to like it and all that stuff. So I was very much like listening to what they wanted. And um, it was great. I yeah. loved it. I had different artists working for me. I did large scale. I did um, when it was called Fat Fish Blue, Home of the Funny yeah, Bone, yeah. all of that mural and that double stairwell. Oh, and yeah. At the time, maybe, I don't know if you know the stage, like for the Funny Bone, it used to be a, a crackled plaster. Mm-hmm. That that was actually something I troweled. Now, since then, they actually put faux brick up, which I think is personally much better because it looks like classic comedy yeah, club background. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I and that was my world, and I was connected to Carpets Battle because I we built those other buildings, and I loved those buildings. I was walking around with my mom and dad, and it was like walls were going up, and we were planning. I'm like, I'm going to do plaster on this, and all of the showrooms have. I did kids mural out at Levis, and plaster on the ceilings, and metallic plasters, and Venetian plasters. Like all the Carpets Battle showrooms are like totally decked out in faux. Yeah, um, but. <laughs> And, uh, and it was great. And that was, so I was like in an interior design business where people would see, you know, the floor and see the walls. And it was just kind of an interesting, like I wasn't doing anything with flooring, but I was decorating walls around other people's floors. Yeah. And every now and then it would coincide where I would be in a house doing the walls where it was carpets by auto flooring and stuff. So, so you, you talk about it, um, like it's past tense, like you don't do that stuff anymore. Yeah, right? in 2014, I tweaked my I tweaked my back, okay. and I was and and I and luckily now my back is fine, you know. And but um, I was and I had just gotten married at that time, and I was like, I wanted to have my own house finally, and I was like, I just wanted to focus on, you know, now it's finally my time. Like I'm not going to be in other people's dream houses. I want to try and, you know, have you know have a family, and mm-hmm. like uh, this is that's going to be my focus. Like that was great, but now I just want to be a mom and I just want to get married and all that stuff. So that was like the big plan. <clears throat> and, uh, um, but it was mostly my back. I was like, I cannot be up on these ladders, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, can, like, yeah, I imagine you, I mean, and you're, you're twisting and moving yes. and weird, you know? Yeah. 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 I saw a chiropractor who said it was like a downward twisting motion because I'm right-handed. It was just like, it was, he kind of likened it to like a paper bag getting like um, twisted too much and yeah. it's like just soft in that part. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, um, but it was fine. There wasn't any damage. I'm totally fine now. Yeah. You know, I took yeah. some anti-inflammatory medicine. It worked great and everything's, you know, fine. <laughs> thank goodness. But um, that's when I was like, okay, I don't want to do the big scale art. And that's when I refocused into um, doing paintings okay. and like contemporary artwork. And that's when I started art show circuit and I did all of the local art shows like Crosby and Redbird or the the Levis Commons one and the downtown Sylvania one and I had the tent selling my paintings and then um I I kind of made little magnets that I was also selling on the side like when I had my paintings and I noticed like people really like these magnets more so then I was isn't like, it, isn't it weird just what people are drawing? Like you have this, yeah. not necessarily throw away, but you're like, ah, I'm going to do these little things too. And you're like, wait, they're all gone already? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. 
And so my cousin gave me these bottle caps, a big bag of bottle caps. And he was like, maybe you could do something with these. And I was like, what could I do with these? So I started making them into little bottle cap pies. And that started Tiny Foods. And so I'm like, this is pretty cool. And I, I don't know what I love tiny things, and I don't know what it is. And my daughter does too now. So she went to Hobby Lobby and got like she was so excited. She came downstairs like, Dad, look at these! I got small donuts, I got tiny pops, and I got these tiny little bunnies, like all these little things. Yes, but so tiny foods. Yeah, it goes with the Barbie thing and the little bottles. I mean, they're just they're so cute. Yeah, just- I mean, especially the bottles. You know, like. Yeah, in the little box. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't know what it was. I mean, but so, but so I had all these bottle cap pies and I was like, okay, good. You know, I'll just make pie magnets. Um, Not with clay because I'm not a clay person. I figured out a way to how to use like felt and beads because I didn't want to do anything with clay. I just, I tried it and I'm like, that hurts your hands. And I'm like, this is not fun. And I'm like, what else could I use? (laughs) So I came up with my own way of like, you know, just putting in different cut bits of um, foam and felt and stuff to make pies. And they looked pretty good. And I have, um, I'm friends with Dina Villa, who owns El Tipico Mexican restaurant. And she asked me, she's like, Kelly, can you make a little taco? Yeah. And I think she thought I was just going to like bend a bottle cap, like to make a little taco out of a bottle cap. Cause she's like, well, you know, you use bottle caps, you do bottle cap art. And I'm like, no, 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 I don't do bottle cap art. I just made I just like used them. I just made bottle caps into pies. And I'm like, if you want a little tiny taco, I can yeah. I can do better than that. Yeah. So like the first one I made looked like crap. And then like like the twentieth one I made actually looked like a pretty awesome little taco. Yeah. And then I was like, this is fun. And then I was like, what else could I make? And I'm like, I made little burritos and then I made pizza and then that turned into mini miscellaneous, which is my my tiny food um I don't know if it's company, my tiny food business. Yeah, yeah. So Art by Kelly was was fine art contemporary painting, and then Minnie Miscellaneous was tiny foods. And that did great, and that was amazing. And that's what I had been focusing on, like, all these past times. And it was COVID that shut down all the Minnie Miscellaneous shows. Oh. So, and then that's where I was like, how's Carpets by Otto doing during all this stuff? And I went back and visited the, the stores. I'm friends with everyone there. And they were like, Kelly, how's it going? And I'm like, how's it going for you guys? And that's in 2020. I'm like, boy, you know, like that light is burnt out. And like, why is this toilet like flooding? And I'm like, who's, you know, I care about these buildings. Like what's happening to, you know, my family stores. And that's where I slowly was like, I'm going to help. Yeah. So then I started helping and now I'm really helping. (laughs) (laughs) So this, uh, so I went on your website and saw these, these, these mini foods are incredible. Thank you. Oh, good. You have mini, yeah. Mini. Yeah. So this, there's a grilled cheese with it spread apart and the cheese <laughs> yeah. is melted in the middle. A uh, box of donuts, uh, looks like to be a, a donut bracelet or necklace. Yes. Donut bracelet. Yeah. Very popular. These pancakes. Oh my gosh. Uh, so do you do anything like, do you still do these tiny things? I, I do, well, that, that's kind of the thing. Like, I, I don't have time anymore to, yeah. like, make the stock for shows, but everything is still available on the website, and I love that. That's another thing. A goldfish in a bag? <laughs> Those were so popular. They, I, they're sold out now because I can't keep them in stock. Yeah. It took me... Like two years to figure out how to make those. Kelly, these are incredible. Thank you. Yeah, uh, cereal with a spoon. Are they, are these all uh, magnets, or are they just like everything's a magnet? magnet? Yeah. Okay. All right. And how? Because there's no really no scale. How big are they? Um, th- and that's the other thing that I didn't really know. Like in the world of the true world of miniatures, there's a lot of snobbery <laughs> on like the it doesn't scale. qualify as a miniature if it's yes. too big. Okay. Oh yeah, and I didn't know that. I'm like, hey, you know, there was like a miniatures club, and I brought my little you know pies and stuff, and they're like, oh, what scale is that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just a tiny. Thing. And yeah. they're like, is that one eighth or one twenty fourth, one twelfth? And I'm uh, like, oh gosh, numbers. Oh no. And I'm like, it's just a tiny food thing. And they were kind of like, you know, they just no offense, because I mean, true miniaturists, it's it's astounding, but it's mm-hmm. all like mathematical to scale. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just having fun, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I forget what I'll scale I am. I think I'm like American girl doll size, which is either it's and that's funny, numbers just don't stick in no, my head. Yeah. It's either one eighth or it's one twenty. I think it's one eighth scale. I think uh, it resonates when you say American Girl doll size. That's uh, that's how I noticed uh, there was a joke that Americans will use like anything to measure or to tell a measurement besides oh, yeah. numbers, like, like a like, banana. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> there was this one that said uh, 
there's a whole the whole uh the size of three blue whales opened up in this such and such <laughs> town and uh some guy commented on the twitter it's like man americans use any anything besides numbers and a guy commented goes come within three blue whales of america and say that <laughs> <laughs> so that's saying american so doll size is is perfect um these are yeah i'm looking at more of this veggie tray these, that was an unexpected viral hit last really? last Christmas. Yeah, I could not keep those in <laughs> stock, and um, I'm repurposing. Those are um, the the tabs from like milk, um, like oat milk, soy milk, mm-hmm. the little plastic cap. That's yeah. um, I have all my friends save those for me, and I snip the tops off of that, and that's what actually is the little the the little plate that's holding the ranch dip. Okay. I try and use recycled materials whenever I can, but most of it is it's all mixed media. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes my miniatures unique is that most miniatures are just clay, but because I'm not using any clay, I can get hyper realism mm-hmm. and much better textures. And I'm always coming up with new things, you know. Do you go to that? Uh, again, they were on my podcast. There's a like a recycle store in Mommy, I believe. Oh yeah, Scrapper Art. Yes, yeah, yes. Scrapper Art. Yeah. I love them. Yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, I just made a too. donation to them a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh nice. Yeah, they are fantastic. There, I got a lot of the beads from there, and they do a fantastic job. That is a really, it's a hidden gem in the community. Yeah, it was when they were on here to talk about it. It was really cool to, because again, I didn't know a lot about it, so it was really cool to 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 hear exactly what they do and what they what they take and what mm-hmm. they don't take and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it, yeah, if you get time. Uh, this is mini miscellaneous dot com. Uh, these are these are pretty cool. Um, I might have to get some. My daughter will love them because she she just bought her very first American Girl doll with her own money. Oh, that's uh, so great! Because like Meyer sells the off brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, she has some of those, and and my wife had one when she was little, so she gave that to her American Girl doll. So now she bought her own. Aww. Um, she was getting frustrated because she bought she had American Girl doll, and then she bought uh, pajamas, but it was from Meyer. Um, so she's like, Dad, they're not fitting. Like she was gonna lose her mind. She's oh, like, they're not no. fitting. And so, but I was able to to get it on. And oh, good. It, yeah. What so a scammer, Emma. Come on. <laughs> it was pajamas for a little girl's doll. Let's... You you basically have to make sure their arms are. You have to put the arms and legs in at the same time, and then everything comes up okay. Okay. You know? So, but it was yeah. <laughs> she's a good dad. <laughs> she was. She didn't know that, and she was. She was about to have a have a cow about it. But <laughs> but yeah, these are yeah. If you if anybody's listening, um, and. And you, you are still making, you said you're still making some of these or um, you just have whatever you have I'm trying available. to figure that out. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I, I just I, didn't want to like <laughs> put this in, my, in the show notes if, if, you know. Yeah. They're all available on there. Everything okay. on that okay. website is available. I have inventory and I did, um, I did some amazing shows. My husband helps me do the shows. We did um, Tiny Expo in Ann Arbor last, just last Christmas, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I did the Detroit Urban Craft Fair, which was phenomenal too. Oh, nice. Um, we set up the table and. Um, you know, I love talking to people about that and just, you know, having people like my work is, is amazing. So, um, yeah, it's still active. I'm not gonna, it's, it's like just part of my creativity that like, I'm always thinking about it. Like maybe I could make that into a banana, like a little banana, you know, I want to do like other little miniature ideas are always like in the back of my head. I'm just, just by nature, a creative kind of person. So there's no way I would be able to turn that off. So right now with my focus on Carpus Beato for my family's business, it's it's a little bit on pause or it's on like a soft hold or something, mm-hmm. but um, I'm proud of them and yeah, it's alive and well and yeah. it's on Instagram and everything too. So same thing with my um, contemporary painting. That's artbykelly.com mm-hmm. and on Instagram that's artbykellybrown. But okay. um, I'm still doing painting and that's like um, more like abstract, like fine art kind of painting. And I've done paintings for all the showrooms to hang in the conference rooms and such. So it's just something I do yeah. is art and creativity and mini sculptures and paintings and things so. well i'll make sure to put those websites in the show notes so people can click on that's them, great that would be out. awesome yeah so so now you're 2020 you're back at carpets by auto uh and from what from what you're saying is this is basically your for, first time like being actually with this company as opposed to just like i'm doing things here every now and right then, right so what is your current role for Carpets um i am vice president okay um, what happened was during 2020, when I was doing some upkeep and things, I was listening to um, our salespeople, and we had some employee changes. We had some employees leave, mm-hmm. and there was another employee that we ushered out. And and now we now we have our core people. Most of our people have been with us for 20 to 30 oh, years. Wow. Like it's like a family. Yeah. And now you know what was going on in the past. It's it's just a world away from what's happening now. And the future is very bright. And um, 
my parents just are at an age um, where they wanted to retire. And uh, we had to make a decision as a family, like, is Carpets Battle going to continue or is this it? Like, literally, we would be shutting down mm -hmm. um, because my mother, you know, want, wants to help with my dad. He's got some health issues. And so it was just like my husband and I were like, we're going to do this. We're going to all in. We're going to do this. So it's my honor and it's it's my privilege. I've known these people my whole life. They've known me, you know, and um, it's just, it's really exciting. I'm really just invigorated by the challenge because I never would have guessed that this is how it would have worked out so perfectly. But I always kind of knew like that little inkling yeah. I had as a little girl, but yeah. now here it is. And I'm, you know, my husband and I, we're rocking it. We're stepping up. We're learning things. I'm getting much more into the business end of it. And Any numbers? Any, any what? Any numbers? Uh, are numbers? you working with any numbers? I am. Said, okay, all right. Ah, <laughs> it's happening. Luckily, my husband is like a complete computer computer numbers guy. Oh, He's okay. very mathy. He is very... Um, he, he was a systems architect at his former job and, and just like, he's a pure numbers person, which is Perfect. great. Yeah. And, um, but I am getting involved in numbers. I'm like doing buying for the store and, you know, so, but it's wonderful. I, yeah. I love working with people and what my, how my dad like kind of, you know, showed me and it's like doing the best part of my art shows. Cause when I was making these tiny little things, I was alone in my art studio. Yeah. And then the only time I got to interact with people was when I was doing a show. And I love that part, yeah. talking to people and like sharing the work and interacting and then i just go back to my studio where i'm alone listening to podcasts and you know or titanic documentaries <laughs> and or uh, alfred hitchcock movies and things like that but now by by being with carpets Beato now i'm interacting with the team every mm -hmm. day i'm talking to customers i'm helping solve problems and i just it's really i don't know i just like it you know i'm i like being around people yes. and talking with people so it's just like the best of both worlds it's really I'm so grateful. It's just super amazing how like it actually all came together. So yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I love talking to people. I'm I've been a supervisor for the Metro Parks for a couple of years now, and that's my favorite part is just interacting with my team. You know, we have meetings every morning for about you know ten minutes just to see what the day's you know what we're doing for that day and everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's uh, it's my favorite part. Um, you know, I, I love being in charge of parks, you know, but in charge of people is, is what I really like to do. Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't realize, like, there was a point, I don't know if I'm there anymore, but there was a point where I was in a shift into, like, HR and career development uh, with the Metro Parks. I was kind of leaning towards that. Uh, and then I realized, like, well, I do that as a coach. Like, I'm developing, you know, these kids mm -hmm. to be good players and, you know, whatever age I, I coach. I've coached four-year-olds up to 18-year-olds. So, like whatever they're doing. So it's natural for me to want to do that. But then I got moved to Glass City Metro Park downtown. And I'm like, oh, this is all this brand new stuff. This is where I'm going to be now. And I can still develop people. But now it's just my 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 crew that I'm developing. But I, I love that part of it. Because same thing, wonderful. like I want to just talk. I just, I mean, that's why I'm here. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I just want to talk to people. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. There's and, so much cool stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, that's well, great. Well, I would, I would have never guessed we would have you know, that's the best part of, again, at the beginning, we talked about someone I don't know, you know, talking about uh, Titanic, uh, ElfQuest, <laughs> many things, like all these things. Are, it's 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 really cool. Could uh, Is it copyright infringement if you make a mini Titanic door? Do you think that's copyright Ooh, infringement? See, now that's going to be a bubble <laughs> floating around that at some point I'm going to have to pop. I ha That's a good idea. You just call it a door. <laughs> you don't have to put anything... <laughs> That's a really good idea. People that know that know will know. Yeah, oh, for sure. And then those yeah. people will be like, "Wow, you're into tiny things and Titanic." <laughs> you got to merge all these this worlds is, together. Yeah. Make it out of carpet, and you got it all. <laughs> there you go. Oh wow, how am I going to do that? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, so so and you know, have a store called Carpets by Auto. It's just like, oh, they only sell carpets, but you guys do more than just carpet, right? You do yes. other flooring. And we do. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, and, and we're trying to help, you know, people to get that. Anything that goes on the floor, we do. We do mm -hmm. ceramic tile and vinyl plank and hardwood. Um, we custom make area rugs. We have an, a technician, Robbie, in our warehouse, custom makes any shape you oh. want and he'll do binding on the edge. If you want custom, it's all hand done in house. Um, yeah, we have it all. We have all different types of carpet and, um, yeah, if it goes on the floor, we've got it. So I, I put in uh, vinyl planks in my, um, kitchen, well, my basement first and went really well. My kitchen didn't go as well. Um, I didn't realize I had two different kinds. I mean, they were the same manufacturer, but they were like two different, there oh. were, there were a six, one was a 16th bigger 
And I didn't realize that. Oh. And now there's a section where their two are meeting and they cracked. Mm. Um, but I think I'll be able to fix it. But it's it's also very hard to like fix vinyl planks because I feel like you have to like go backwards like a bunch just to get to like one spot. Yes, um, they can do it. They can yeah. do a repair, and we and you know. But yeah, that's the thing. You yeah. installed it yourself. I did. Yeah. Wow. Well, me, me, my wife, uh, my kids helped a little, but they were mostly just carrying stuff around or hand me things as most kids do, uh, shining a flashlight on areas I didn't need it shined. You know that kind right. of stuff. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, I think I can fix it. Uh, I don't have to go back very far. Uh, but also our, our baseboards were off for a while longer than they should have. Like all these things just took longer cause we have kids, we got a life and all right. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Um, and I think my wife would probably, is probably happy too, but I think she wants to say more about it, but she doesn't want to make me feel bad. <laughs> but I understand that. And I think she understands like, this is the first time we've ever done it. So, you know, we had an Island too, and we, we tried to, we moved the Island uh, but we tipped it and the doors, <laughs> the drawers broke because they came oh, out, no. they broke, but I was able to repair those. So as a homeowner, like, um, I like trying to figure stuff out, you know, because I think that's the best way to do it. There's some stuff I'm never going to do like electrical work or whatever, right, but, uh, good. Yeah. but, um, <laughs> but all these other things like laying this floor down or even fixing these doors, you can find so many things on YouTube and that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, yeah. um, but these floors went pretty good. I replaced the toilet. I know we replaced the toilet because wow. I put in new floors. So like all these things, you know, trying to figure out. Uh, but I'd say like make sure you're paying attention to the boxes you're grabbing from the store because like I said that 16th doesn't seem like That's... a lot, but when you're and then it all comes back like oh no wonder it was harder to put these pieces together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thing there, and I'm learning the nuances. We we have stock um, at our warehouse. We have stock products for the DIYers, and I have mad respect for people that are like, yep, we want 50 boxes, and that's all we want. We're gonna install it on their on their own. So mm-hmm. that's. Snaps to you for taking that on. Well, it was it's it, a it was something big my wife wanted. thing. Yeah. It, it was, and it was like I said. I'm glad I did it. I learned a lot from it. Um, and there's still some areas you can see subfloor because I haven't quite figured out how to match or how to put the floor up to the door entryway from the garage. You know, just trying right. to figure out. And then uh, and then I'm afraid like someone's gonna be like, "Well, you have to like rip your floor up to start." I'm like, "Nah, oh, no. we're good. I'll just see a little bit of subfloor <laughs> then. I'm good." Right. And we'll replace yeah. these again in five years or whatever. Anyway, yeah. so choose your battles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, you've been at Carpets by Auto. Uh, it sounds like you and your husband are doing a bang up job there. Um, I, again, I appreciate you sharing the podcast when you did with, with Doug, um, uh, and to you leading to come on here. This is, this has been awesome. You're, Absolutely. you're great. Um, uh, I, uh, and again, just seeing that building when you sent that video, just, I think of, you know, driving, probably driving to hometown of Faye to celebrate a birthday or something, you know, just as a kid, you, you all you can do, especially back then, is stare out the window and, mm-hmm. and look at yeah. things. And that's just something I remember going under the bridge and seeing that Carpets by Auto building I love right that. There. Thank yeah. you. It so, feels like it's an extension of my own home. Yeah. And I really do genuinely care. So yeah. Well, that, I, that's good. Yeah. So uh, thanks again for, for coming on here, for, for driving out here. I know it's a little snowy morning, but uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. Thanks again to my guest, Kelly Brown, for coming on the podcast today. It was awesome. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast and probably at the end, uh, interviewing people I don't know is is, is really cool because you never know where you're going to talk about. I mean, I knew we were going to talk about Carpets by Auto, um, but her art career, the different uh, the faux finishes she used to do, uh, the paintings she does now, and her miniatures that she has, like in ElfQuest, you never know where you're going to get into. So it was a, a great episode, and I, I really appreciate her for uh, coming on the podcast uh please make sure to, to click on our websites check out uh, what she has to offer uh at uh, at both those websites uh, as always uh thanks to fort max crossfit for allowing me to use their space if you want any information about the classes they have to offer check out fortmaxcrossfit.com thanks to cuttlefish graphics perrysburg junior high stem lag big daddy graphics and G- real jp multimedia for always helping out the podcast thanks for listening we'll see you next time